Baggers, what's up? We're back from extended break. We got a portion of your hosts here today. It's me, Christian, and I'm joined by the Dale. Yeah, we uh, Dale, what's up? Hey guys, uh, it's been a little bit. Um, you know, quarantine blues got the best of us for a little bit, and we missed a couple weeks. And uh, we only have two-thirds of the team joining us tonight. Uh, Jamie uh, didn't show up for the scheduled time, so uh, we're just going to roll on without him. That's right. We might as well just address the concerns now. We're not real sure if Jamie is in on this podcast any longer. And from a lot of the feedback and a few of the guests, he's the favorite host. So we'll see if we can recover without him. Yeah, we had a little bit of a falling out, but uh, we think we'll be stronger than ever without Jamie, and uh, everything's going to be just fine. Yep, that's what we're at least going to tell ourselves. So, Dale, quarantine update. How are things going? How are you feeling? Give the listeners a little info. You know, things are going pretty good. Feeling good. Feeling a little old. Uh, I had my 30th birthday, so uh, recovering from that a little bit. Um, but it, it was a pretty good day. Uh, nice to have it during quarantine where you could take some time off and really just kind of sit back and enjoy it. Obviously I don't feel any different. Um, physically it's just, you kind of actually reflect a little bit when you hit a kind of a significant decade or milestone. So it's pretty cool. And birthday wishes are always fun. I don't think anybody complains about those. So it's all good. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, that country song in my next 30 years, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Have you felt any of that? You're going to drink a little bit more lemonade, a little less beer. Is that what you're feeling at all? or? Um, probably, yes. If this <laughs> next decade is the same as this uh, previous one with the um, beer to lemonade ratio, we might be in uh, some trouble. Nah, you got a big, you got some big years coming up. So for sure, it'll be all right. Um, so things seem to be changing a little bit in your area. Yeah. Uh, I mean, things are opening up. I have mixed feelings about it, but we are at almost normal. Like social norms are different as far as social distancing, but we actually went out to eat yesterday for my birthday to a restaurant, sat down, like just like it was the middle of summer. The only thing is all of the, the waiters, waitresses, bartenders, they're wearing masks as they serve you, but they're still two feet away taking your order, touching your glass, handing you your drink, doing all this stuff. So I don't know. It seems pretty relaxed here. And uh, I mean, people don't seem to be too worried. I'm just still afraid personally that in four to five weeks, it's going to look a whole lot different. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, obviously going back to an episode we had previously, I think that we're all on the same page that we're not necessarily worried as much about ourselves um, than others. And, and I mean, really 
what does a waitress or a waiter wearing a mask two feet from you when you're not wearing anything, what does that actually do? And my guess is pretty little. Right. Exactly. Especially when they're touching your glass, doing all this thing the entire time, touching your plate, your silverware at some point. It's just a, it's a different, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's really doing any good. So, so other than the mask, there's gotta be other guidelines, right? That they were, um, that they were following or that it had to look a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, we're at 50% capacity in those places. And then the tables themselves in the restaurant are spread out further than you'd ever have seen them. Um, you don't get your normal ketchup bottle anymore. You don't get your normal silverware. It's all like prepackaged. Um, so you get plastic silverware. Or this is a pretty nice restaurant, so you think you'd you get your nice fork and knife and stuff like that. But it's all packaged. So they literally just hand you the plate, hand you your drink, and then they kind of walk away from you. And everything else, you, it's a little bit more like a like a low end cafe feel, even though it was a nice sure. restaurant. So right. So I got a question for you. Yeah. How well did you tip? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Why do you ask that? Because they've been missing out on tips for a while. Yeah, for sure. So I feel, you know, those of us who have got a job can, you know, hasn't really changed us. And, 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 and that's probably one of my viewpoints that's changed maybe a little bit is like, am I being selfish because this really hasn't impacted me to the extent, you know, economically as others, you know, I think I am right. Because one of the main reasons I, I, I fear of the world opening is people I care about that I can't control what they're doing and then putting themselves at risk. Um, right. That's kind of my main, cause I think a lot of people, like a lot of people and rightfully so have the idea, Hey, if you're at risk, if you don't want to be put in into harm's way, don't go outside, right? Don't yep. do this. And and I think that's an easy solution, but it's, you know, it's also like, well, how, how stupid are we? You know, how stupid is, you know, we think we're invincible until we're not. Yeah. Um, and I think I've just gotten selfish kind of the ways because I'm really not impacted. I mean, in some ways you could say it's benefited me because I, and I get to work from home. Um, I get to go visit my parents a little bit more if I want to, which they're doing a good job quarantining, so I don't feel too bad about that. Um, they're younger, and then you hang out with the two golden retrievers all the time. Right. So Your life yeah. hasn't gotten worse. No. Yeah, I have that, no. that same so, perspective I, for sure, too. And the thing that scares uh, me a little bit is, like, uh, one of our uh, relatives who lives in a nursing home got a fever and got tested for coronavirus. Then they had to quarantine them at the hospital and then they had to get tested again. So like their quality of life has already been impacted by this no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. They're in a nursing home. They don't have many choices the way it is. And so Mm -hmm. you hate for that to be potentially the reason why, you know, their life comes to an end or something. So, yeah. Well, right. And then, and then you're like, and then the, the hardest part, is well i don't know have you ever have you seen some good news at all um i've heard that in september they think they could potentially have a vaccine 
No, I, I mean the the like little sh- like the little internet show that John uh, Krasinski and oh, his the wife. Office one. Yeah, well, it's he's from right. It's Jim from the Office, but some good news and yeah. So most recently, yeah. So he just married a couple. I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago. And then at the end of the the marriage, he started dancing and doing mm-hmm. the same dance that Jim and Pam did at the wedding. And uh, then the entire office cast got zoomed in on the meeting too, and they were all dancing across these people's screen together. That that was awesome. Did you see right. that too? That's yes. That's the that's the show, and that was like a episode of it or whatever. But you know, they outside of that, which I think a lot of people were just showing that clip. But outside of that, I watched the whole thing. It was is about eighteen minutes long, and it was just kind of. Um, you know, it just really put in perspective, like things that are happening in other people's lives that you don't really think about, like, you know, maybe people who are sick, people who are having birthdays could be last birthdays that you're just kind of new newborns and people are coming up to your window and saying hi and just what they're having to do just and what people are willing to go through just to, I mean, almost pay their respects in a sense. And, you know, I actually went and visited um, for one of my, I've been around a, a, one of my grandparents a little bit during this whole thing, but another one of my grandparents who are taking it really re- very seriously, um, I went and visited them, you know, keeping the distance. They were in the garage and we were, you know, 10 feet away just talking to them. Um, and, you know, you could just, you could almost hear it in them, almost how it was unfair that they had to go through all these precautions just because of, you know, the risk they were at and how, how much their life had to change and probably a tough time for their life lives to change, probably in a time where they want to just be carefree and see family. And that's all they really care about. So it's just, you know, I think that the more it happens, you know, the more that's out there, the more you kind of start to, um, to realize the differences and how it's impacting people. So it's just, I think my, my perspective almost changed every day. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, and I definitely, do you think you're taking advantage of it? Like, how's your, uh, how's your fitness routine doing during these days? We haven't talked about that. We have a triathlon in September now. Yeah. How's your training? Yeah, Let's get into that. Let's address that. So, um, I would say our, you know, so for, for the listeners, uh, Dale and I were, we got a hundred dollar bet going on who is going to win the triathlon. So it's not, it's not just for fun. This is a real deal. This is, you could say we're getting paid as professional really. So, um, we were supposed to have it May end of May. And when this, uh, you know, when this first hit, I think I kind of knew that it probably wasn't going to happen, but I was trained. We were training like it was going to happen. We were continuing to do the training plan we had and we're both on the same training plan. Um, and we were, um, you know, we were probably just holding out hope to an extent, um, even though kind of knowing, you know, real time sports were getting canceled. That we- <laughs> 
they weren't going to have this triathlon. There's no need. So, um, yeah, about how long do you think that was ago that we got the notification that it was, you know, we could choose it to be postponed until September or postponed until next year? I bet we probably got the notice four weeks ago. And then since then, my motivation has kind of gone down, just knowing that I have so many more weeks to train for it. So, yeah. and so people know, I don't know if we've said this before, we're doing, out of the four distances, we're doing the second easiest. So it's a 1,500-meter swim. It's a 24-mile bike ride followed by a six-mile run. And obviously, back to back to back. So we are not doing full triathlons by any means and then we have a 75 dollar training plan that we're using together it's 16 weeks long and next monday we're going to be 16 weeks out from the september 5th date so we're is that why our training plan took a break yeah so we're gonna have to get back on the 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 structured routine yeah and and we were we were, when we found out we were not peak training by any means, but we were getting there. So we were running, I mean, we were running over our time. We were biking over our times. We were, we were close to peak, right? We were about on the down, you know, we were about on the down, um, you know, really the downhill on just getting ready to go. So um, that honestly, to me, that felt good because it, uh i mean i could i could i could see like benefit what we were doing so i think you know that was a little motivation that maybe like you mentioned you know you're you lost a little bit of motivation i could start to see like the improvements and the benefits um i did i mean i i went through you know we're old okay let's just get that out of the way we're old i will say so i've had i've had so, so on my, so I have a Fitbit and forever. So I always look at my sleep patterns and uh, what my resting heart rate is. And I can never, and for my age, it says my health is good and it's always good. And I can't ever get it to very good as far as my cardio. And mm-hmm. yesterday my health went from good to very good because now I'm in the 30 to 39 year old age group. Oh, sure. So Fitbit now one day later, I'm in very good uh, cardio shape. So I'm feeling good, even though uh, That's right. I just uh, went to a different age bracket. So it worked out real good for me. Yep. So now you guys know, Dale's 30. So, we won't so. Even, we're not even running in the same division at the same time. Right. We're going we're right. to start in different uh, waves. So that'll yep. be tough too. Yep. So, but, but, so I was feeling good. And then I started to get, I started to get some knee pain and then I started to get some foot pain in my other leg. And then all of a sudden I was having like calf pain. So I was slowed. I was slowing way down, honestly, like in my runs and yeah. I, you know, you weren't obviously weren't feeling that anything else, but really the runs. Um, and you know, I, the one thing about this for our listeners is I can see, you know, I know my time. So I, I kind of fill them in and, and I was honestly kicking his ass in the swimming. I was kicking his ass in the running, you know, the biking, he was winning. Um, but I felt, Hey, I got two of the three here. You know, I can get this done. And, and that's just, you know, that was how I feeling. But, but recently you've been beating me in the run. And of course I haven't texted you to let you know that. 
but you've been, according to what, like the training says, you've been beating me in the run. Yeah. And, uh, so that's been the, my motivation of, as of late, like when we were kind of on this, like, you know, this unknown, right. Where we're just plateauing. That's right. been my motivation is like, okay, I'm right now. Dale's out doing me. Um, so I got to get it going. Yeah. And, um, so that I, I really haven't lost any motivation. And, um, it's funny cause I've spent quite a bit of time, honestly, at my parents. Um, just cause you know, I'm, you know, I got a pretty big place, got my two dogs, which, you know, when I'm here, it's, you know, it's not bad, but, um, it's just been nice to kind of have them. We can, when I get done with work, I can play some cards, have some interaction with humans, right. um, and still kind of, you know, quarantine myself. So I've been spending some time with them. When I spend some time with them, they have all the good sweets. So I tend to snack quite a bit more. Um, so I, I, you know, there's no reason why I couldn't just stay there, but I've, I, I had to send myself back because yeah. I could tell. When I work if, from home, like I'm not really that much of a snacker throughout the day when I'm in my full-time job because I'm just so busy. And if I eat, I get lazy and I get slow. But while I'm working at home, I literally just eat because I'm bored and that food tastes good and I can just sit on the couch for 15 minutes, take a break. So I probably have, I bet I put on maybe 10, 15 pounds during quarantine, but you only really once. Oh yeah. Jeez. That's kind of surprising. I mean, but I am on a, so the very first podcast where you started talking about yoga and mm -hmm. right now I'm on 33 days in a row of doing yoga. So although it seems really easy, like you're strength training the entire time. So I've started to see some like definitions, stuff like that, that I never had before. Cause I've never done yoga for 33 days in a row, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I could see that having for sure a positive impact in your running. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably for sure swimming too, but obviously we haven't been swimming. We've been just doing some dry workouts, yeah. dry swim workouts, but. So I have the, the hardest week pulled up for the triathlon. So people have an idea. So this is uh, on Monday, you bike an hour, run 30 minutes. On Tuesday, you swim for 36 minutes, bike for 45 minutes. On Wednesday, you run for an hour and 45 minutes. On Thursday, you swim for an hour. On Friday, you run for an hour. On Saturday, you swim for 46 minutes, bike for two and a half hours. So that's the hardest week of the entire thing. It's about 10 hours total of basic cardio during the week. Yeah. And, and to, and the craziest thing about it is like just to, and, and it's with everything, but just to put in perspective using one thing. So like, like Dale said, we're running about 6.5 miles, 6.3 miles, whatever it is, a little over six, definitely under seven. When we run an hour and 45 minutes, you know, we're going 12 miles. You know, we're almost doubling it. So it's, um, you know, that the training is definitely, um, and, and, and we're never doing all three at once. So it's not as hard, but you know, you're, you're doing more, you're running more, you're biking more, you're swimming more, um, in a lot of these training workouts. And, and it, that brings up a great point. Like you threw out all these times, right. And one, a lot of people ask me, well, how long are you going to run today? And it's like, I don't know. I'm going to run until the time tells me. 
And I love that type of workout. I love the heart rate. I love the time. Um, and then uh, the other po portion of it is everyone's like, what, what do you do during quarantine? Do, don't you get so bored? It's like, well, no, not really. I work a normal day. And then I spend about two hours training for this triathlon for the most part, because the peak that, you know, Dale just read off to us, that's where we were. That's about where we were before, when this all started, yep. you know, maybe not two hours every day, but we were, I mean, we're an hour to two hours every day. So it's, it's, and, and we talk about the motivation. It's honestly almost saved me because it's given me, okay, from eight to six Christian, here's something you have to do. And I know I don't have to work out, but it, you know, in my mind, here's what I have to do. Right. So it's helped. It's almost helped me. So it's, it, I mean, really it's been great. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, it, it's great to read off kind of that peak cause it's, it's tough. Yeah. There's no excuse and there's no better time to do it than right now. So if any, of, right. uh, so if anybody wants to see the plan or do part of it with us, like send us a, send us a message. It'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I did um, get a, a message on our Instagram. They wanted to know what kind of music we've been listening to. Oh, we're going to say that for the end. All right. We got listener questions at the end. Um, good question though. Good, good question from giant grill. Um, <laughs> let's say that for the end. Cause I want to, um, I want to, I think that's a good, I think, you know, anyone who wants to get in on this triathlon with us, they're welcome to put in a hundred dollars to the pot. Cause we'll whoop your ass. Yeah. And we'll That's start for once we get about four weeks out, we'll, we'll give times of the mm -hmm. status. And if people want to play some bets, uh, we'll get a bookie involved and uh, we'll see if we can have some fun. People have the itch, right? They're betting on Korean baseball. Right. Um, so, yeah. So um, another kind of topic I wanted to get into because uh, for me, it's even become a big deal and I'm not even really involved in it, but you know, teaching, right? Like, you know, that's, that's your cup of forte and, um, or cup of tea. I don't know if cup of forte is really a thing. <laughs> cup of forte. I don't know. No, it's not. I think that's your forte or cup of tea. So I just combined it, but, <laughs> um, I, my, I have a lot of my family's involved in it. What, what have you guys been doing? What have, uh, how have you kind of been, is it tough to manage maybe people and what they're doing? Have you just been trying to get, you know, maybe your teachers to have connection or have some, just a little, no matter what it is, a little bit of conversation with the kids. And, you know, maybe after you answer that, let's talk about the seniors and, and what maybe they're going through specifically and what you guys can offer for them. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, we have our, basically a minimum in place for all the teachers and I'm honestly trusting them as professionals to to make sure they meet that just like I would in the classroom because if I'm checking in on them every day and micromanaging um, it's just not going to work and then I have so many bigger decisions like a graduation ceremony and commencement and keeping people safe like the last thing I need to do is worry about you know how long of the activity was that you put out on Monday so I'm just doing a lot of trust um, as far as that goes. And the graduation and seniors, we postponed their commencement for five weeks. 
and we probably won't be able to do it normally anyway now and it's going to be social distancing style and i mean that's something you you know as you get older it might mean less and less because it's just a blimp on the you know your timeline but when you're a senior in high school and you don't get to walk across the stage it's pretty sad and then the fact that some people you know high school diploma that's the highest education they're going to get and they're pretty darn proud of it and they don't get to celebrate that the way they should they don't even have they don't even get a graduation party you know mm -hmm. and so we uh we've reached out to every kid in our school we've separated like the kids each person has like 10 or 15 kids they need to reach out to so we made sure that every kid gets contacted i called every single senior parent to talk to them to ask how they were doing i sent them surveys um but there's still only so much we can do you know just a bummer have you thought about like a almost like a senior spotlight in a sense where yeah, we, maybe you we, we do that every week with the kids okay basically send out their senior picture where they're going to do next year what they did in high school and then we put it on twitter and facebook things like that and then the community stepped up they did yard signs um for each senior so you can drive through town and you can see kids in their yard signs and thinking of the class of 2020 so there's a bunch of little things that have been done and a lot of that is just the teacher stepping up and making it happen because it's just the real small things, not saying it's small, but I'm worried about long-term decisions as far as like what's going to happen next year, where it's awesome that the teachers are stepping up and just saying, I'll do it. So. Yeah. So what, what do you think like, cause in, in, we're not doing the wrong thing by any way, but what do you think about like, this could affect people's livelihood, right? And and I don't know, like, we're not gonna get into where Dale's at, right, specifically, but you think about losing a senior year of athletics, a, a junior year of athletics, even, maybe even more. Like, that could be your, that could be the, you could get your college paid for depending on what you do. So you're losing spring sports for sure. I know spring sports are canceled. Yep. Are summer sports canceled yet? Do you know? They have not. They're supposed to release it this week or next and decide on summer sports. But here's the deal. Right now, not all of the counties in the state are open. And if not everything's open, then it's not fair for mm -hmm. the other three quarters of the state to, to play summer sports. It's either all or nothing. Right. And so with that being said, it doesn't look good. And you right. make a very good point for some kid who is potentially going to be, let's say drafted in the MLB, which happens all the time with high schoolers because there's such a huge mm -hmm. draft, like that could be impacted or they might not get a scholarship. I mean, it's, there's going to be kids across the street who don't graduate because of this too. Yeah. So, uh, it's, yeah. Um, and I think it, it, like the, the, way we work is probably going to change forever because you might have proved to your company that you can actually work from home two to three days a week now and how much office space is that going to save how many more people they can they hire for teachers maybe you only need to teach four times a day in the classroom and one day a week needs to be online and so every profession basically is going to morph a little bit because of this because i think all these companies are going to realize they can be just as productive and save this much cash and why not use technology to make it happen?
Well, yeah, 100%. I think we, no doubt we've learned everyone needs to have this skill. Everyone, no matter what, everyone needs to have this skill. Um, and my company one is already, already closing down offices and going strictly work from home. Um, so just to say where I live, um, not the headquarters, but probably the second biggest location for our company, um, we are closing one building down um, to, to rent it out, most likely just because of what we can move, work from home, and then move it all into one building. 100%. So, yeah, huge savings. And then, and then not only can we do that, but we can then say, hey, look at this experience you have over here in the middle of Wisconsin, small town Wisconsin, that you're not going to move to us, but we can utilize all your expertise, all your experience, and we can decide to hire you just because, hey, we can say work from home if you don't want to be here. Work from yep. home. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's a great point. And it's it, the other thing to even think about where, I, where even I thought you were going is how is this going to change everyone's travel, right? Like is all, all, you know, everyone used to just send everything needed to be in person. And I think there's a huge impact of being in person and being able to, to uh, develop those relationships in person that's just for whatever reason. And if you can figure out how to do it over Skype, how to do it over um, virtually, then I think you make yourself, um, you know, you make yourself at a, at a level where um, most people can't get, you make yourself um, invaluable to the company. Right. Uh, but do they say, okay, you know, we don't want to, we're not going to risk doing this. We're not going to risk all this traveling, not going to risk everything that comes with it because of this. Yeah. I think, so when you're talking about that, I think at some point our society was going to get to the point where much of the workforce works from home and it might not have happened until, you know, 2040 or 2050 or whatever, but because of this, it's put us in like, hyperdrive to get to a point that we weren't supposed to be at yet and the social norms and if people can build a relationship through a zoom meeting as well as they do in person you're right that could be a game changer and it makes you think well maybe in education we should be going teaching from home one day a week to prepare our kids for the future because what if their jobs are like that someday yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it really, what it questions everything. I mean, it, it, it yeah. makes you think differently. So I have a question for right. you, which most people don't like to talk about, but I find it very fascinating. So let's talk okay. about, let's talk about politics. What do you think of <laughs> Trump's just Trump, how he's done? I'm not even going to pretend to know. I mean, uh, it, it's, I think that you hear it in our conversations. I think that you could say, uh, it's tough. I, I, you know, I, one, what, what does the dude ever communicate correctly? Nothing. Like if the guy, I could just be a little bit more mature, I guess, and just, let go and do things better. Like, 
that was one thing Obama was so strong at, right, is communicating. If he, if he had any of that skill, how much, how differently would people see him would be uh, probably insane in my opinion. And, and I, you know, I get like his actions, you know, you can't forgive his actions by any means, but like, you know, you know how many people don't pay attention to that crap and just read stuff. Um, so I, I'm not, I, and, 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 but no means does anything I say endorse or not endorse any of them because I don't, I don't know. Like I, I just, I don't, I really don't know, but I, it's, I think there's way too many unknowns about this to actually, for me to give an answer. Like, I don't even want, I, I honestly don't even spend my time. Um, you know, I, I started to kind of read into the New York governor and the Florida governor because I think the New York governor is getting a lot of praise from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it, and to me, it sounds like he's been very, very, very reactive to everything. And yeah, no wonder he's as protective as can be at this point. Look what's happened there. Right. Um, and, and I know Florida was at the beginning, everyone was like, what is, what are people doing in Florida? But with all that being said, hasn't Florida's performance since, since then been fairly strong and I, and I say that, but I also don't want to like, I also don't want to endorse something that I don't know. Right. Like I don't know anything further than what New York, what the governor of New York is doing now, what the governor of Florida is doing now and what the performance and what coronavirus, the impacts and how it looks in their States now. Right. Um, so I would, I mean, I think that I was impressed one time at the very honestly one of the very beginning stages with it trump had a press conference and and fauci was there and i was impressed during that but i know a lot of people don't like fauci too like at this like everything comes out you know things change daily yeah um but i was impressed where he was just kind of one of the things that impressed me is that and, and really one of the only reasons that impressed me is because knowing who he is like he has to be in control he has to talk he's got a whatever he has to do, make fun of someone, put someone down. That's the bottom line. He needs to do that. It seems like in some cases, and he just kind of let other people take control and just say, Hey, we're trying, we're working on it. And that was the one time I was kind of impressed. I was like, okay, don't act like, I like that. You're not acting like you have this figured out. Um, I like that. You're just kind of, um, we're just trying to, to, um, we're acting like it's an unknown we're trying to do the right thing but you know with that being said i don't even know if that's he's doing that right now um yeah Yeah. so i don't know what are your thoughts well i mean i appreciate the fact that you're like super honest and saying here's what i know on the surface and i'm not going to pretend to be an expert you know either way it's just kind of in the world that you live in or your preference or whatever that's what you know which i Mm -hmm. think is awesome because some people don't can't reflect that much i guess my thing is and you brought up an awesome point when you talk about barack obama that there was no perfect game plan for this there's no it was just never happened before in 2019 2020 whatever but the fact that the president of the united states can't communicate has to put people down is not transparent and sometimes you can't be with things but if I did that in my job, 
or if your boss did that, or if a, you know, somebody, a manager at a restaurant did that kind of stuff, like you get fired and it's right. not acceptable. And that part drives me through the roof with frustration. When I was a basketball coach, as a freshman basketball coach, and we were lining up at the end of practice shooting free throws. And I told all the guys, you know, make some noise, make it frustrating shooting that free throw. And some mm -hmm. kid said a sexual joke to the guy shooting the free throw about a student and another student in school. And everyone started laughing. And obviously I put a stop to it because these are all teenagers, you know, there's no place for that. And the kid goes, well, that's our president talks, you know, cause it was right after the grabber in the crotch segment. And so like yep. all of that kind of stuff is what just drives me nuts. And it just kind of, has boiled over during this time where you just get frustrated. You get sick of it. He, he, uh, he puts almost more pressure on the teachers, right? Like who is the, like, who is the one person that can, you know, parents can, parents definitely can, can do that. But I mean, and I don't mean any harm or anything negative to my father. But I know, like, he gets caught up in the decisions, right? Like, what can our president do? What can, can decisions can he do or can he make? What am I f fed up with? I'm fed up with the same stuff. Like, that impacts how I'm voting. Am I taking the time to be like, this isn't right, you know? And, and, and you know, he's got kids that are old enough to understand them at themselves. So again, it's not putting pressure on him, but how many parents are doing that with kids in high school, in middle school, in elementary school that are just all of a sudden like what Trump is, you know, what Trump does is right just because I know my dad voted for him. Like think of yourself back as a fourth or fifth grader, what your father did was life, right? What your favorite professional athlete pr believed who you never met in your life, who you never really knew. What they did was life, you know, um, one of my, I mean, one of yours, one of my favorite professional athletes of all time to this day, Kobe Bryant. And we're not going to get into his controversies, Dude, but he, the thing I was thinking about was, uh, Tiger Woods. Yep. Like, I still one. don't miss a golf tournament that he's in and I watch every single highlight I possibly can, but yeah, you're right. I mean. Any, anything positive from his controversy that I heard, I took and I took it to heart and I brought it to school. And that's what I said. That's what I went by. And even, you know, I'm even guilty of this day, like even being like, maybe I, I don't know everything. Maybe, you know, I just assumed one report that favored what I wanted to think. Right. That's, you know, and that's a problem. But like, the, so the one thing that can, you know, the who do teachers, you know, almost have more of an impact on your life than your parents, you know, that, and they, they do it traditionally, right? Like they do it by the books to an extent more. So you, you don't really think about that. Like my discipline, what I think is right and wrong, what, I, how I act, definitely my parents are more influential, influential on that than the teachers. Um, but what if I had a teacher that was more passionate about certain things? Like, could that have been different? 
Yeah. And, and, and I think, I don't think parents would like that one. Um, but it's, it, it, he almost makes everyone's jobs harder really. And in, in a lot of, you know, he may, it's crazy. I don't even know, but yeah. Yeah. Enough, enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you, let's, we'll go, um, let's get into the question. What, what music you listening to? So I recently started listening to kind of a new genre, which I didn't know I liked so much, but it's basically folk music, but it's contemporary folk music. So it's kind of, it's kind of more alternative rock, but it's still, I mean, it's got a banjo in it sometimes, you know? Yeah. So I, so I started listening to the Avid Brothers two years ago or so. Pretty good, okay. pretty popular. People know them. And now I started listening to Camp, which is uh, C-A-A-M-P, and then Sons of the East. And it's just because of the – it's not your mainstream, like, country, singing about the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just got a kick out of it. And it's so relaxing. And my life has slowed down so much during quarantine that I get to go for a 40-minute walk and listen to music more often mm-hmm. and it's just it's awesome so probably not uh not very popular and probably i don't know have you heard of those whoops uh no i haven't heard of i i think i've heard of the avid yeah avid brother before but sure. I, I could not think of avid i cannot i can't think of the the music really um so here's the song to start yourself off with all right so going to the country by camp going to the country by camp okay going to the country by camp listen to that one if you like it just keep going down that rabbit hole see what you can find that's all i need to know and listeners if you like this if you like this episode we'll be back so we will reconvene on what i think of dale's newfound music and and for myself um i'm not gonna lie I pretty much like everything. Um, I like, uh, I'll listen to some of the today's, you know, some of the country music that's out today, some of the rap, hip hop music that's out today. Uh, some of my favorite music, I don't know if there's a certain genre really that fits it, but it, I, it's rock. It's for sure rock. Uh, um, you could probably say it's got a little bit of indie rock, a little bit of folk rock in there. Um, it's it's great, and and I'm gonna throw in a TV show, little bit little bit advertisement along with my music because this TV show has the best of this music in it, and it's Big Little Lies. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Right, you've yep. seen it, Greg? Oh. Yeah, it's got two seasons out there i mean the thing that makes it is the actors and actresses are so great it's yeah. got a good storyline but they're yeah. they're great so who's, um, the, but, who's the artist uh, that they play the most during that i would say michael kiwanka i think uh kiwanka um he's he's good so give me so, one give me one specific song i need to listen to oh one one only one um that's tough i i don't know his songs like i don't know 
Um, I mean, I'd have to go with Cold Little Heart, I guess. Which I think is the theme and, song, isn't it? Yep, yep. Um, and it's t- like it's like ten minutes long. But just if you kind of get past the intro, I love it. I mean, but every, I mean, all of his songs. There's, you know, they're all kind of similar, but they're all they're all great. So, um, yeah, I mean, and and they throw uh, another thing I love is they throw a lot of covers from music before we were born, right? Like music in the '80s, music in the '70s, music in the '60s, and and I that's my one, that's my go-to, right? that I love probably no matter what, if I had to pick, uh, uh, if I had to pick a genre to never, to always have to listen to, it'd be like hair, hair bands, hair ball. Yeah. You know, eighties rock, seventies rock, hundred percent. I just think that I'm fascinated and I don't even claim to know like who sings what, but I'm fascinated in just like all the differences that, um, you know, those bands bring and, and, um, you know, the songs that came out during that time. So yeah, no, I feel you there. We're about at 30. So I think we've covered everything we need to today. Um, we're co- Hey, we're coming to you guys from a Tuesday. It may not be released on a Tuesday, but we decided Tuesday. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Yep. I think uh, next episode we're going to have a guest on and uh, it'll be a, a brand new surprise for y'all. So Yep, tune in. All right, that'll do it. Cut it.